It is Friday. That means bring it in with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe, and Henry Abbott. How are you, Coach? I'm sad. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to have to watch the, the Locking Lightning tomorrow night, you know, and read more books. Uh, and watch tape of games that happened months ago for the draft. I, I like watching games live and not knowing what's going to happen. So I'm sad, but I'm happy. Who wants to read books? How are you, Henry? Look, as a note of how busy we've all been, the calendar behind David's head says May. <laughs> That's my New Yorker calendar. And I just, I've not been, I've not been in the office. I've been traveling. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. This is, the NBA season is a lot, especially it by is. now. Yeah, I would note that we have it easier. We don't have to actually play basketball, mm, but mm. like it's a lot. I my favorite little thing that I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life is uh, the final buzzer sounded. I'm pretty sure Derek White, or it's about to sound, has the ball, and Draymond Green is approaching him in a way that looked like maybe he wanted that ball, <laughs> and Andre Iguodala marches over there and like says something and touches Draymond, maybe pushes him in the chest, and Draymond recoils like like what the fuck and. Uh, <laughs> And then Andre's like, give me that ball. And he marches the ball over and he gives it to Steph. And like, and Steph's like, you know, thanks, Andre. But like part of me is like, 50-50, Draymond's going to give that ball to Steph anyway. But Andre's like, Andre's Andre. <laughs> He's going to make sure. You never, you never know what, uh, what Draymond's going to do, right? <laughs> um, you know, I'm with you, Henry. For me, the NBA season is for sure a marathon, not a sprint uh this is what season five or six i've covered like, like obviously i watched it as a fan before but like actually being in it and in so many ways as much as this is my favorite sport in the world by far bar none i am so happy when it ends <laughs> and so i can only imagine what the players have to feel like because when you get to the nba finals we talk about it. it's like a war of attrition at that point right i mean it's I just want to make it to the end and not be Mr. Potato Head, as Coach likes to say, with everything about to fall off me the minute someone touches me. And, you know, a lot of these guys, I bet, and probably in some serious, uh, you know, training tables and, you know, physio places right now, really getting the works because, man, they need some rest. And dear God, I mean, they're only going to have these guys two months before training camps back in September, and they got to do it all over again. Thank God it's not an Olympic year. Uh, but kudos, right, to the Golden State Warriors. This core group's fourth title uh, in the last eight years, the franchise's seventh overall. Uh, I mean, wh what can we actually say that everyone hasn't said already? Um, the organization thought they'd be back here, right? And this is why they did what they did. But, you, you know, we always say this. You don't know if you're going to be back in this place again. You need a, a lot of good things have to happen. You've got to be really good, which, of course, they are. But things have to break your way. And they didn't the two years prior, right? The injuries broken wrist, this, that, and the other. This year, things can kind of worked out. And I felt, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, that they sensed it. Even though they all going to tell you, yeah, yeah, we thought we'd be back here. All right, like deep down, if I gave them truth serum, I'd have been like, shit, we don't know. We would have gotten back here. And they kind of savored this one a lot. What, what did you guys see in the post game? Yeah, I thought, I mean, I think you're right. I, um, Guys that win their first championship in their you know early to mid twenties, and I know this from experience and talking to them and asking this exact uh, question, like did it did you really feel it, or did it take three or four years later when you don't go back and realize, like that was me watching the playing the finals, uh, so that's what you're referencing right now, Gerard. The the, the experienced Warriors players appreciated so Jordan Poole was having the time of his life. Andrew Wiggins said, I'm just happy to be here over and over again. 
the, the, the veterans, Iggy, and I mean, Looney, I didn't see interviewed, but I'm sure he's feeling this way. And he's a little bit younger. And obviously, Steph and Clay and, and Draymond, like they, they've seen it all. And it's just so weird that a couple of years ago, they were the worst team in the league. You know, Clay wasn't playing, but he was there. So, what an incredible perspective that is. Milwaukee finally won last year and had been knocking on the door for a bit. Right? They, when they drafted Giannis, it was the 15th spot. They weren't the worst team in the league. They were all right. These guys were the worst. And then they don't make the tournament last year. They lose in the play-in, I think mm-hmm. it was, right? Mm-hmm. Memphis. Um, so, yeah, I think you're completely right. They appreciate it so much. But did you all notice? Uh, how, 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 petty's not the right word, but they were – they remember. Oh, no, petty is the right word. Not. Petty is exactly the right yeah. word. But, but I, I mean it – but it's, it, to me, it's a good yeah. thing. It, it's what else do they have to play for? It's not money. They, they're they're like fuck all y'all. We're gonna keep. I, I I wouldn't doubt them next year. And unlike everyone else, we'll probably reference it a little bit later. They've got some reinforcements coming, and we saw how valuable. Me and Henry were talking this morning. Andrew Wiggins looked like it was you know September fifteenth. He was so fast everywhere, and everyone else is exhausted. And they're gonna have three or four guys like that. Plus, they have a first round pick this year. So, I mean, as long as Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and Steph Curry stay, I'm not sure anyone else really matters that much. Those guys <laughs> matter. Uh, uh, man, they're, they're, they are to be saluted and respected and admired and copied. By you, Henry? Well, and they were not locks to win this series. It looked, you know, they just won three in a row. It looked like that. But no. they were down 2-1, and conventional wisdom was trouble. Right, conventional wisdom was they're too the Celtics are too big and too strong, and that's going to decide this thing. Mm-hmm. And we can expand on this topic a lot, David. I know I have lots of thoughts yeah. on it, but like they made some innovative pivots, right mm-hmm. after Game mm-hmm. Three, things happened. There was a sequence of events, but I think there was a little bit of like the way Steph Curry has like the cockiest manner humans can move their bodies that he uses sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> after he's just kind of like it's a little subtle, but I interpret it as like. I am the king of the world. He has like a certain way where he's been doubted a lot. And he's not the guy who will make a big stink about you guys all doubted me because I'm small or privileged or whatever. But like, but the fact is he's like, I, I maestroed all this, right? He has a certain <laughs> way where he says that. And um, he was doing all that. I feel like not just because they were the worst team in the league, but also because a week ago it was dire. And then mm-hmm. he was an absolute wizard in game four. And then the whole Cuisinart got turned back on and blah, blah, blah. But, um, it wasn't, you know, that's a, there's a, there was a, some real struggle and, and there's some real relief. Oh, of course. Right. There's, I mean, struggle is, is part of the journey. Right. And he talked about it. Uh, I think it was in between game five and six or four and five, where he was asked by one of the reporters about if he saw the Aisha can't cook t-shirts in Boston. And he said, I'm the petty King. I see everything. <laughs> I did see that. Right. Like, and so, I, I mean, <laughs> and, and if you watch Steph, long enough in press conferences look i'm no i'm trying to be some amateur body reader of like whatever but you can tell when he's irked by a question that he's asked he has this kind of weird tick where he kind of like cocks his head and he's like you know and it's like okay no you're pissed but like he but he knows not to be pissed in his answer but that is the me- mechanism to be that i'm pissed and now i'm going to give you the corporate speak which says nothing about blah 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 whatever but he is pissed off about it right and of course you don't become that good at basketball and be one of the best players ever without a huge amount of ego and cockiness. Like you, you can't survive in this league without it. Like, well, he doesn't, 
pull up from 35 and drain a three like up 10 and then turn to the people in the right row because he's sure everyone agrees he's really good <laughs> right, right? right he does it because he thinks there's a little something he needs to show somebody <laughs> exactly in case you didn't he think. made a three he, he made a three I, I, I might be wrong but I, i'm pretty sure he took a he took a shot pretty late and he turned around and ran back in defense oh, before yeah. it went in oh, yeah. i don't simply see that during a game it's not smart to do it during a game but the game was over more or less and I just, yeah, that to your point, Henry, about the cocky thing. Um, I want to point something out. To kind of extrapolate on what Henry said. Uh, yeah, in game five, I think it was game five, uh, the Celtics were up five or six, seven to play in the fourth. ESPN's game cast had them at um, 83% probability to win the game. Uh, last year, though, when the Bucks started winning, I felt like there was nothing Phoenix could do. The Bucs were the better team. They figured out their best way to do it. Phoenix had no more options. They, they just ran out of talent, to use Corey Brewer's famous line. And then it was just a matter of Milwaukee executing, which Giannis had one of the best games of all time, if you remember, in that game six, 50-point game. I did not feel that way this year. Uh, the Warriors won three of – they won that, you know, three, that went three in a row there. Um, I thought there was something for Boston to do. We've been writing about it and talking about yeah. it. And they just, they couldn't do it. They, and it wasn't, nothing against Golden State. They deserved to win, champions. I think they beat their ass for 100 games. They, they're, they, they're the better team because Boston isn't able, hasn't able to make the, that last connection. Uh, and so, to me, it's George Foreman versus Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Big, strong bully. Ali pivoted in the match. Mm-hmm. He was not planning the rope mm-hmm. based on anything I've ever seen and read. He just realized, I can take this guy's punch. And famously even said to George, is that all you got? And George also famously responded in his mind, yeah, that's all I got. And he knew he was in trouble right then. So he just tried to pulverize them. But Ali's like, I can take this punch. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let him punch himself out, and then I'm knocking Mm -hmm. him out. And I feel like the Warriors realize all you got is just beat us up at the rim. We're just going to send more people down there. They're they're not big, but they're people. They're going to fight like crazy. Curry's a great example of a guy that just fought as best he could. And Boston had nothing else. Yeah, like they just kept running into the crowd. It was just it drove me crazy. But the Warriors are smarter. Yeah, we're and you know we're about to get into the X's and O's. So it's time for Coach Thorpe to really shine. So I know he wants to talk about that second box because God damn it, I was like, ooh, the second box, they did it. But I think I saw two jumpers in the second box last night. I was like, why, why aren't you going there again? It's open. What the right. But they they, they, they decided well, not to. But, <laughs> but Gerard, do you, but Gerard, do you think Emma, you guys both can answer this. I, so at every single chance Ime has to talk about something, he's talking about physicality. Mm-hmm. If he's doing that to us, you got to believe he's doing it to, to his team. Yeah. And I feel like he had them frenzied about owning the first box. He's not saying first box, but owning the rim, which they did in game one very successfully. Mm-hmm. And they just kept doing it over and over. And I, and I, I just feel like Steve Kerr felt like, Muhammad Ali, let's just raise our guard. Yeah. They're going to throw some punches. They'll land some, but we're going to be fine but they're not going to be efficient. Yeah, here's what I think. And I think you're right. I think Boston was such a rudderless team all season long sure. before January. And he had to, quote unquote, simplify the message and give them something yeah. just tangible to hold on to. This is what it's we a great are. Point. Okay. Great point. And then that what we are, this physical team, propelled us to best record in the league since January 6th, number one defense, number eight offense, whatever it was, number one adjusted net rating, Right, we went out. We became Eastern Conference champions because we bought into this thing. 
well, it's kind of hard to change course now. Now, you can and you should as a great tactician and whatever. And I think but it's hard. It's hard, right? Because the, your point is great. this is what we you told us we're this. This is how we got here. Oh, we're going to tell you now you're not that. Right. So I think and he's a rookie head coach. Right. And I'm not saying he's bad, but he's going to get better. Right. You're, you're going to real. Well, if he's lucky enough to get back there, which we'll talk about, you may never get back there again. There was a time right. Ty Lue was rigidly adhering to his game plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yep. and he's not that he's the opposite of that now. Right. Like, I love him. So um, much. You know, just yeah. the, the that pivot. I feel like it's, you know, career wise, this is the moment where your car's skidding on the ice and you have to not panic. Right. And like, I can relieve that in the panic moment, you'd be like, I have a way I drive this car. Right. And like, you mm-hmm. may really, 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 really does. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. to have that be a time, it wouldn't probably feel very calm and natural to start like doing what he would consider experimenting, but maybe David mm-hmm. would consider pivoting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I get it, but it just didn't, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. And, and actually, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but um, you know, Grant Williams was absolutely of no value in this series. And part yeah. of me is like, if he played for Steve Kerr, like, don't you feel like maybe he would have been valuable in this series? So here's the thing about that. I agree with you. If he played for Steve Kerr now, if he played for Steve Kerr in 2015, maybe not. Because I'm on the belief that even though they won the championship in 15, 16, Kerr got better as a head coach, right? Like, and I just think that, as you always say, David, players and coaches can get better, right? So I think it's a, it's about development, being like, okay. I know I know how to coach. That's the that's the obvious part. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. But now, how do I have trust in myself to be flexible and to do right? Because you have to trust yourself in that way, right? And sometimes we don't really trust ourselves. It's like shit. I don't know. What if I fuck up? So two things on that. So first of all, Gerard, I'm pleased to say that uh, after three years together, we uh, we well two years on bringing it, we have mind melded really well <laughs> because you just stole exactly what I was going to say. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you're, you're Look, David, exactly pleased right, and not pleased, same time. <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right, Gerard. I was thinking that maybe in 2015, Kerr does this, maybe not. Like he's just yeah. First of all, it helps to be the, the multi-time champion. What is it? Nine rings he's got. Yeah, Jesus, like, that's fucking unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ime, if, if he's, if he's going to be a great coach, he, I, he was my pick for coach of the year. Let's be clear about that. It's very different than the postseason. The next phase is to get rid of the pride, get rid of any, any ideology. Uh, Henry and I talked this the other day. You, you just kind of win two games or three and nothing, nothing else matters. Nothing you did before this matters. How do you find a way to do it? I thought Henry put something in our document, Gerard, about, uh, the bench play mm. and, and just the role players mm-hmm. for one team were so much better mm-hmm. and the players deserve credit and or blame, but so does mm-hmm. the coach and the coaching staff. Uh, Jordan Poole was then buried after three games mm-hmm. and was a very important player for them. Uh, Peyton Pritchard has been awful yeah. for Boston. So we, I mean, to me, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart were, were two of the better players for Golden State these last few games, <laughs> let's, be, let's be fair. Uh, but but the role players make a difference because you know what you might play better as a starter and a star when these other guys play well. They're all interconnected. We're all on the same team, and uh, what I don't want to forget this, so we can skip to it later again if you want to. But Draymond Green last mm-hmm. night, I, I if I knew him, I'd say Draymond, you fucked up badly, my man, <laughs> because now we know it's all under your control. Mm-hmm. 
We've never been in a more dramatic situation. We don't want to go home for game seven. I get that big-ass team with those talented offensive players who, who, if they beat us, it means they've found something. And you were perfect. You were emotionally perfect. You were on edge in a competitive way, but never once did I think, man, Draymond's losing it. Just the opposite. Totally in control, and his fingerprints were all over that game. Along, He was, you could argue, second-best player. Andrew Wiggins was sublime, but Curry was beyond that. Um, so the fact that Draymond could do that, I don't want to forget what a magnificent performance without having to score a bunch. Yeah. He did everything. Almost a triple-double. He was everything. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we'll get to the Draymond of it all, but I want to go back to someone you mentioned in Wiggins. And, yeah. you know, obviously he's been not just this finals, but this whole playoff season long. And this going back to last year when they made the trade from halfway through to, to Minnesota, exchanging him for yeah. d in the pick. You know, and Royal Jelly Coach, this is, this is your thing. You know, you talk yeah. about, you know, giving guys the right environment. Joe Lacob talked about it. There was a reason Wiggins was the number one pick in the draft. And what, what year was that? 2014? 2014. All right. I mean, right. And we, we all see it. Everyone, when they watch, go, oh, I know why people picked number one. Because he's really uber talented, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you go to a place like Minnesota, eh, you know, not really great. Um, they do all kinds of crazy things over there. You come to the Golden State Warriors where I don't want you to be one, one A, two, or three. You're number four. Here's what you're going to do. Guard the hell out of people. You're going to rebound. Use that uber athleticism. You're going to race. You're going to cut, right? All the things that you can just do because you're naturally gifted at. And we're going to love you up along the way, right? And this could have all derailed at the beginning of the season because San Francisco had that vaccine mandate, which said, you are not a vaccinated home player. You can't be in any games, yada, yada. We all remember because we were still using the old platform. And I think we played it on it. We played the, the video. Yeah. He was as defiant as I've ever seen him in his life. Arms folded, the whole posture. A reporter asked him a question. He's like, why? Why do you care? I don't ask you what your beliefs are. And I was like, oh, man, this is not good. And then all of a sudden, he takes the vaccine, right? And not only that, throughout the season, if you follow the Warriors closely and you listen to the main guys, Steph, Draymond, Steve Kerr, all they kept saying is how great Andrew is how important he is to the team. He should be an all-star starter. We know who Wiggs is, but, but, but. Now, whether they're blowing smoke up our ass in his or not, whatever, it doesn't matter because I think all of that had an effect to what we saw this postseason. Henry? Oh, A+. Plus. Like, I... <laughs> that would draft, by the way, was... Um... Joel Embiid, and later we learned Nikola Jokic is unbelievable. Second round, which I mean, yeah, but, to be fair, no, no one really saw that one coming. But you know, but I mean, today is the first day that you could say, well, maybe you can see, maybe that wasn't like you know, David was on from the. I used to hold up a little sign on Troop TV said like you know, Thorpe loves Wiggins, like, <laughs> but he would always say that he needs to get his handle like super elite, <laughs> and maybe he still hasn't, right? But um. It's better, better for sure. It's better, but like you know, all the stuff that would in Thorpe's mind, he never got to unlock all the stuff that would have made him the first overall pick, right? And by the way, if you want to know how to impress David as an NBA player, it's handle, like it's handle, this handle, it's handle, and it's handle. And then later we can talk about shooting, but mostly it's handle. That's what you should work on. Um, but uh, I'm gonna make it easy for you. I just saved you a lot of money, NBA players. Um, but uh, but that's uh, um. So he never quite got to do all the stuff that he could do with his super athleticism, right? But of course you're right. Like the, you know, bad teams see the flaws in players and good teams see the benefit and they're all unique, right? And like, 
I think Steve Kerr knows. I mean, they know what, like the best players in the series were in plus minus were like all players no one wanted, you know, like Looney, Peyton, um, and Wiggins was kind of, I mean, he's a very expensive reject Mm -hmm. in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. But game six of the NBA finals, everything on the line, like he's the reason Jason Tatum had a bad series. Right. He's the reason that the Warriors were able to play this defense. Well, he's one of the reasons where Mm -hmm. no one could score at the rim. Right. And he's because they also didn't have a bunch of threes because he's racing back and forth and he never gets tired. Like he is, you know, it's easy to notice that Giannis is a unique athlete, but Andrew Wiggins is a is an unbelievable athlete, right? This time of year to be running everywhere without fatigue and hammer dunking on people and stuff. Like he's a very special athlete. Now he's like in a role where he can just who knows? And didn't you I felt I felt like in this season he like dribbles into some long twos and he hits mm-hmm. some threes with important moments. And now I, there were a couple moments where I could see him jogging back like I'm pretty fucking good at this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of see like, like he's like, yeah, you're good. You can start to pump thing. out a little bit. He's got yeah, like, <laughs> this soft season's going to be nice. It's going to mm-hmm. feel good. And like, Fun. I don't know. I, it's, there's every chance he's going to be better next year. I would say funny. What a championship will do for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to give him a lot more confidence. Uh, yeah. He, there was a couple of stretches where um, he just got buckets in game. Mm. It was the current game was game four. So it was game four or five though, where he just got, uh, right-hand mini hooks over Horford. Mm-hmm. Those were big, big, big buckets. And and he's like, well, I, I put it in our document. So would you take a guy number one overall if he averaged 19 and 18 and nine in the finals and could be your best defender or one of your two best defenders because you have Draymond? Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty good. Now, now, if you know Jokic, if Jokic is there on Embiid, I get it. Embiid, though, had the injury issue. But fair question. And uh, but you know Wiggins has the title. Those guys don't. <laughs> Not helps that he played for he, way he played. But yeah, handle is. I mean, it's what allows you to get Jalen Brown needs to work on mm-hmm. his handle. Jason Tatum, real they both do. They are they are better than they used to be. But they ain't Kawhi Leonard and that Kawhi, Kevin Durant's a little bit different. Durant to me is the best seven foot dribbler ever, uh, and he's got he's got some real uh, wiggle. He can beat you off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Went when he was younger and had more athletic, especially. Kawhi is super fundamental. He doesn't lose the ball. It doesn't slow him down. He's not killing you with the inside out cross, whatever, but he gets wherever he needs to go and doesn't turn it over. Brown and Tatum are a train wreck. <laughs> and I think part of it is fatigue on both cases. Brown is almost the athlete Wiggins is. He's an overwhelming he really athlete. Is. And he's bigger, like physically bigger. But he, but he can't dribble. He's constantly... Uh, trying to stop and he's falling over, which means you have to pass your travel, and and they and they're they're just a mess with the ball. That, I mean, the story of the the story of the series, as much as anything, is Boston's turnovers. <sighs> Jesus, I mean, you're you're not just turning them into points for Golden State; you're just missing a chance to even get a foul. You're giving away possessions, you can't do anything. You're just giving possessions away. So it just it's so twenty plus turnovers last yeah. night. I don't re- actually. I do recommend this. If you go and watch this Boston's crunch time highlights from the playoffs, which I did yesterday, I was honestly, yeah. I was, I just wanted to see the game one against the Nets and exactly how it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, such a fun play. That was such a fun play. <laughs> um, that was. But, uh, but, you know, against in every series, like they had lots of exciting crunch time. And in every crunch time, Marcus Smart turned the ball over and missed big shots. And I'm the biggest Marcus Smart fan. And he's definitional. Like, there, he's definitional to the Celtics. I don't think that any of this happens without him. But um, but the fact is, like, you know, David has been pointing out that, like, ordinarily most of his career he's played with a point guard next to him, and maybe that would be a good idea. I'm totally of two minds. I'm like, on offense, that's absolutely inarguable. But 
this is exactly why Kevin Durant was like, we can't beat that team because they're so big is because Marcus Smart is not playing next to someone who's small, right? Mm -hmm. And and they're going to play those two wings, right? We know they're going to play their two stars. So are you going to play those two and 6'3 Marcus Smart and another mm-hmm. guard all mm-hmm. then you're not the best defense in the league anymore right there yeah they took a gamble which was we're going to be the best defense in the whole world and we'll just deal with it on offense and it didn't work it was really it's interesting too i draw looking looking at this just kind of doing what henry was saying about size uh i think golden state in game one which i gave i gave boston no chance to win game you did i because they were so tired. Mm-hmm. The extra day, I forget sometimes, it really does make a difference, the extra day they had off. Um, but Golden State just hadn't played any bully teams for long. Dallas, not even close, no. never could even come close to it. Memphis chose not to be a bully right. team. And to their, I thought their, it was a mistake. And then when they, when they got bigger with Steven Adams back, it was better. And so I think Golden State was tagged a little bit, like, wow, we – and then they they changed. They just they really flooded that first box defensively. And even though Boston won Game Three, it wasn't quite the same. And then and then you know Golden State ran from there. Uh, Boston's inability to make that same kind of adjustment. You want to build. I, I was telling a player this the other day, and we're trying to build out his his weaponry in a sense. For you guys, I don't think you guys watch the Marvel movies, but there's a character named Hawkeye, who seems he you know he's he has got he's, he's Hawkeye. You can see like a hawk. Uh, so he's a bow and arrow guy mostly. Uh, he has an arrow for everything you could possibly want. I think he has an arrow to making donuts. <laughs> he can have an arrow for you know driving a car. Like it's ridiculous. But that's exactly how I talk to these players. Is we want to have as many weapons as possible in our quiver, because we don't know what the defense is going to do. So Golden State did some last adjustment, and Boston's like, "Yep, that's all I got." Whereas as Boston made some adjustments at first, and that's the other thing, Ime made a choice to not guard Curry. Mm-hmm. With that, with the big helping up, and I thought, okay, let's see over seven games how that goes. And then he, after game four, Curry made him quick. Mm-hmm. Curry made him make a gigantic strategic mm-hmm. change, and I thought that was, in retrospect, the whole thing was a mistake. Mm-hmm. You're probably better off trying that in game one than just giving him two games where mm-hmm. he just crushed you from three. So it's that idea of not being wedded to your ideology, right, and being willing to just be flexible and switch it up, and you know. It, but again. I think to, to, as we discussed earlier, this is what got us here. Right. And it's like, how do I change the message now? Um, In terms of fatigue, did you guys see how many times a player literally, I mean, travel happens all the time. Anybody literally had the ball in their hands. and was just walking with it. I'm like, what the, what's going on? Why is nobody like, like, I think the refs are tired too. They're like, I don't know. I didn't see shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, I was like, everybody's just walking around with the ball, not dribbling it. Who cares? Like, um, and this is what happens at this time of year, right? You know, let's move to the, the, the Boston side of things for a little bit. Obviously everyone, not everyone, because we are nuanced and smart people at true, but everybody else in media is going to kill Jason Tatum. Now oh, he shouldn't be first team, all NBA, bah, 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 all this nonsense. Cause it's just, this is what people do. Um, I have to feel like fatigue played such a, a, a huge part in his poor play. Yes, of course, Andrew Wiggins was a huge part of that fatigue, but last year was an Olympic year for Jason Tatum, right? So he played all Olympics, came back this year, right? I, you know, this is, this was a tough one for him. And I think like any great player, which I think Thorpe, you think he can be one of the, one of the greats. This is that like yeah. tragic Johnson year. This is that whatever. 
where you hear everybody talk crap about you all summer, you get some rest, you go back into the lab, and you come back and you realize this is areas where I have to improve. So beyond this handle, what are things you need to, you, you think Jason needs to improve in his game? Well, first of all, he needs a month off for sure. Pack it don't nice, touch man. a basketball. Basket. Just don't. Put it yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I mean, I forgot about the Team USA thing, Gerard. You're so right. Um, I was talking to a player recently, just the other day, about um, he could play for his national team in the summer. And he's like, you know, basically, fuck no. Like, I need to recover. Right? I want to try to win championship next year. I need to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, this, yeah, I think he was out of gas. And I think it's a big part of why, why Wiggins was so successful. The Jason Tatum we saw early this year, and even a month ago, two months ago, would have been better against Wiggins. I'm not saying he would have destroyed him. Andrew's a good defender. He would have been better. He, I mean, if you go back and watch the game, watch how often you were talking about walking with the ball, uh, Gerard. Tatum was walking back on defense without all the, ball. the time. <laughs> yeah, he, he just had nothing. He Did had he nothing. Dunk? I don't think he dunked so, in the finals. No. And, and Ime said oh, after no, one no of the dunk. games, you know, he's got to go up off two feet. He's going up a little soft. I'm like, I don't think he can go off two feet. I just think no, he's, he's dead. Been, like, not the right yeah. approach for him right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can. Yeah, he's, he's got to... Um, He's got to learn to be efficient with his movement throughout the season to save himself for the postseason. He's also got to uh, recognize the post is a really good area for him. So they, they could have hunted Poole and Curry more, got him into pinch post action, let him. They did it a little bit. It just There was no consistency so to the point we were saying earlier. I've been saying if Drew Holiday is the starting point guard instead of Marcus Smart, I think, I think Boston wins. Uh, maybe not, but I, I think they do. And I think Drew would have done a better job of forcing Jason to post up more and to use his size and length more in the second box. Uh, Golden State would have pivoted. And then, we, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't run out of arrows, Golden State. Boston did. So I don't know, you know, but the idea is to get them to run out. And they didn't try. And so I think Tatum's got to learn that. He's still got to work on his handle. He's, he's improved so much as a passer. Remember, he had 13 assists in game one. This is your small forward. It's LeBron-like. And he had, I think he had a bunch, a, a, a number mm-hmm. of games. Um, but he shot poorly last night. And that's why I think fatigue, Wiggins is a part of it for sure. But it's also fatigue. He's, he's just dead. And this is the way it goes. It's, it, and we, you, all three of us would love these guys to be fresh all the time. But we're never going to see a fresh finals. Even if we go to a 50 game, they're going to be tired at some point. And uh, that's part of it. We just don't want them hurt. So at least we saw most of these guys play. But uh, they've got to get more organized as an offense. And, and, he may, and who knows? I, I, I hope he learns from it because Robert Williams was unbelievable oh, last night. What, a, what an effort. They, uh, just to your point there, David, about we're going to see them tired. Like, I mean, maybe. I don't, like, Gary Payton wasn't tired. Name, name a sport where they're not no, tired. But, no, but it's not like, you know, Kevon Looney wasn't tired. Gary Payton wasn't tired. Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins weren't tired. Like, and those things are all related, right? Like, if you there's a threshold, right? If we keep them below the threshold, then they're going to be fine, running around really fast and jumping high, right? And the the exact moment they can't run, I mean, the sports scientists tell us the exact moment that they can't run around fast and jump high is when their injury risk starts to go up exponentially. So for we sure. do want to keep them from that, like for sure. And by the way, so should Adam Silver, and so should Joe Lacob, and so should like yeah. Grouspeck. They should all be. So should the Players Association, right? Like. 
we're in a wild, wild conspiracy of delusion here. We're just like, absolutely fucking shit we can do. And it's you motherfuckers who need to do it, right? You're wrecking Jason Tatum. You're wrecking, you're ending almost every player's career, right? Like those hundreds of games that Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and Larry Bird all missed were because of you motherfuckers and your money, right? Like it's exactly that math, right? So stop it, you little jerks. Okay, that aside, like... I do think that like, you know, if you like they could do this very differently, right? There's absolutely yeah. no need for Jason Tatum to play like top 10 you know, to play for the national team, top 10 in the league in minutes. I think the only reason he wasn't even higher is because he missed some games because of injury. Um, but my memory is COVID maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or COVID maybe. I think you're mm-hmm. probably right. You know, and then he leads all the playoffs in minutes, right? Like <laughs> tons of minutes. Like Steph didn't do that. And that's exactly why. With, you know, eight minutes left, he's shooting 30 footers and they're going in while Jalen's missing everything. You know, like, he's not just that. Yeah, not just shooting 30 footers. He, he, his biggest buckets were maybe the dribbles to the rim. And because he gets to the rim. And like, and his, yeah, he's running back yeah. on D. He's far, he, yeah, you know. he's on D. Like, like, yeah. they, they stopped targeting him yeah. on defense. Yeah. Like, except for Horford, like the post. People can be managed in a way that they can move even at the end of the finals. And we should aspire to do that. And it's mismanagement to get them there. Falling down, dribbling, not walking without dribbling because their <laughs> brains aren't working anymore. Like these are mismanaged people. Like that's what's happening. Yeah, they couldn't. Right? No, it's true. They couldn't catch. Yeah, couldn't they, catch. Uh, they, uh, they were dropping ball. This is an exhaust. Yeah, for sure, they're an exhausted team. And yeah, they played two game sevens in a row. It, 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 that's all well and good. I understand your point. You may could have subbed more throughout all of these things. Um, Nick Nurse needs to get a memo about that. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. It's funny you guys say that because. This is one of the things that Golden State fans, which of course today they're not going to say anything bad because they just want the title, when they rail against Steve Kerr on a random February on right. in the middle of the season. What the fuck? Why is it Curry playing 42 minutes? And it's like, because this is that's why. Yeah. Right? What you just saw yes, last night, that's yeah. why we don't play 42 minutes in June. Yeah. So we can do this now. I'm a, I'm a short-term thinker. Why are they doing long-term? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't see the big picture. <laughs> so true. I love but it. <laughs> years ago, I wrote this story, and I'm, I'm uh, this is going to be self-aggrandizing, but, like, uh, you know, in Jordan's era, players played 3,000 regular season minutes and won the championship all the time. Olajuwon did it. Jordan did it. A bunch of players did it. And then the game changed. And it's very hard for our current TV commentators to acknowledge this because they weren't part of the change. But Correct. it got harder. The game got a lot more athletic. Everybody trains now like Jordan did. He used to be the only guy. Now it's everybody, right? So you're running around. We see it. They're running like crazy. And once that shift happened, like nobody plays 3,000 minutes a year, regular season minutes, and wins a title anymore. They, kept, they tried. A, a, a who's who. Kobe, LeBron, Dirk, they all tried and failed those years. Then I'm not even like I. You, this is where I'm being self-organizing. You can make a fucking graph of when my article came out, and then there was a few this. years everybody trying, and then I re-upped it with another article, and then no, James Harden's played one season three minutes since then. No players have. Nobody. It doesn't. And Henry, did James Harden win a title that season? <laughs> he didn't win a title that season. I don't. I don't know. No, didn't didn't Spolstra even quote you? I. I don't. I I know that owners have yelled at have taken the article to GMs. Um. And been like, what's wrong with our coach? Um, <laughs> including a pretty famous coach who got fired for this reason. <laughs> but, uh, but um, I thought there. I thought I remember Spolstra in a in a in a, in a mid season conference saying 
or maybe it was postseason. I I I read I read Rami. Like we're not playing anyone more than three thousand. I would love for you. Oh, okay. Here's what I know about that. Um, I know. Um, sources say that uh, Spolster had to really meet with LeBron and sit him down and figure out. They figured out this rest around the fourth quarter break uh, to get him under three thousand because they didn't want him to be wrecked in the playoffs. This was like a meeting they had yeah. early in the LeBron era. Um, yeah. So anyway, I but so that's a dumb measure that I came up with. It's a big round number, right? And people are right. adhering to it, and I guess it helps. But like, it doesn't mean that's where the number is. And I'm sure the number right. is different for every person. And for obviously, right. sure. Jason Tatum's over his line. <laughs> well <laughs> over his line. Yeah. I mean, everyone plays video games, right? Or played at some point. You know, when you're doing your thing and you're, and you're a guy and you see the meter and you're like, oh, man. And it's like Ian and the dude literally is like a sloth. And he's like, he can't pick. It's like, yeah. Because you're you're out of the juice, man. You gotta you gotta maintain. I think he's <laughs> arguably the best player in the series, right? In terms of potential and stage For of career sure. and all this stuff. And he they were minus twenty one in his two hundred and forty four minutes. Like, well, you fucked it up. You That's took, not because he forgot how to play basketball. Player. Yeah, <laughs> if you sat him out a whole game, like you might have had him be plus a hundred in two hundred minutes. Mm-hmm. right like we don't like you know i don't know that but they don't know that either like it's this event this approach of playing a ton lead the whole league in playoff minutes didn't work well henry let's talk about that because you had a fun little twitter exchange uh during these finals where you posted one of these little charts from your uh from your story about fatigue and minutes and the players who are you know less fatigued than doing better and i believed uh nba champion ron harper of the chicago bulls said Throw your stupid charts away. Everybody's tired of me. And it's like, you know, simple caveman, like uh, everybody from that era talks. And you're like, but Ron, I think we're both saying the same thing. <laughs> or do you think Jason Tatum can't shoot for shit and would normally airball half of a shot? Right? Like, is that what you're... But actually, I don't, I don't, I think he's, I think he's right in his job, right? Like I, sometimes I have the job of, not job, I have the role of being an athlete, right? Like, mm-hmm. Not, I, I no one's gonna give a crap about this, but for the record, I had for the purposes of my book, I had to ride about a bike up a thirty five hundred foot mountain in California while interviewing a man. All right, and I had to use every kind of positive thinking mantra I've ever used in my life to not die that day. And <laughs> all the Ron Harper was right in my head, just like I am invincible. There will be like, you know, I had to do all that. It's real and it helps. Yes. Like it's real. Like I'm not poo pooing it for a second. I'm not talking to Jason Tatum with my little chart. He is. He's saying, Jason Tatum, don't look at Henry's stupid chart. And he's right. Jason Tatum should not look at my stupid little chart. He's right. I'm talking to Adam Silver, right? I'm talking to Wick Grousebeck. I'm talking to, to Ime Udoka. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you guys, look what you three did. You didn't get him here in good shape. You wrecked him. And like, so, like I think it's normal for someone in Ron Harper's role to just assume that those people can't be changed, Right. They are the rock you got to mow around, right? <laughs> but I have a different job, which yeah. is I criticize them. And I'm like, you guys <laughs> fucked up. That's my job to say. And they did fuck up. They fucked up Jason Tatum. I'm sorry, Boston. You just lost a championship because those guys fucked up your star. Like, mm-hmm. someone has to say it. I don't know why I'm the only one, but, like, it's definitely true. It is. So on, on this subject... Uh, it's near and dear to my heart. I spoke to two agents. I, I left two uh, messages for agents on um, on uh, uh, WhatsApp, on voice message, uh, w- making this exact point. Uh, what you guys are saying about Ron Harper 
and how he's like every NBA player is. And I, I think I may have said this to Henry maybe just once before recently. They all, they all think they have the most iron will. And the reality is that you can iron will yourself to stay up and do some extra writing or I'm going to finish mowing this lawn. There's no one competing against you. Right? There's no one trying to beat you. It's just you versus yourself. And that's a mentality all these athletes have for training. But to accomplish a skill is really, really hard. So, for example, I was telling this, I think, Henry yesterday, if I'm working with a player, there's an art to what I'm trying to do to get him to believe in his shooting better. And so we'll, we'll finish off our, any work I was shooting. And uh, my, my professional job is to not just teach the game, but to read the athlete. And when I can see he's about to cross that line, and I'll call it the Jason Tatum zone, where he's not going to make but 20% of his shot. I've got to make sure I end the workout just before that, but I want him shooting great just before. And then, but in their minds, they're shooting. This is some players anyway. They're shooting it well. I can keep going because, God damn it, I made the NBA because I have all this will. And I'm realizing, yes, but you got to put a tiny ball into a, a big ball into a small mm-hmm. rim from 25 feet and you're exhausted. The misses are coming, bro. This is what I do. Stop. So true. You feel good. If you keep going, you're going to miss eight of 10 and you're going to feel terrible. And you're going to say, I can make it. I'm not going to miss again. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no one ever doesn't make every shot. This is, this is something I go through with players who don't really understand how I do it. But in a game, fellas, the bad guys are trying to stop you also. <laughs> You've got to guard them. You've got to put this big ball into a small rim. You've got to run into all these things. You can't just will it out with toughness. There's so much more that has to be engaged. And so to Henry's point, we're never going to win the argument with the player about this because that iron will is what got most of these guys through the swamp they had to live through, Mm -hmm. whether it's the hustle of AAU or with super rich parents, which believe me can be really problematic or, or a very poor family or death and all this shit kids go through in this world and they fucking will themselves through it. It doesn't get you to be a champion. It's, it's Steph Curry's will for confidence. Yes, but not will to make a shot. He didn't want to go for nine in game five, fellas. It's a hard damn game. You've got to be open to other things. You can't just will it through. And this is what we're dealing with right now. Go ahead, Henry. I, I, we were talking about this, my family yesterday, a little bit in a different way, but I, I think that the iron will is often a very useful tool. I remember when I think the Spurs had giant plane trouble in the middle of the finals mm. and lost sleep all night or whatever. And they refused to complain. And I think that actually, if you do complain, it probably does make it a bigger issue for you, right? It makes you more likely to suffer. The effects, right? So beautiful. And it, I have noted over my career, how tough NBA players are and just, they won't make excuses. And they basically take the mentality of, we're just going to deal with whatever. I love that. Um, at the same time, it feels a little bit to me, like let's say that we're all in a car together and we're running out of gas and there isn't a gas station anywhere near we're just going to need some combination of belief and iron will and just like, we're just going to drive and we're not going to worry about anything else, right? We're not going to pull over on the side of the freeway and just like, there's nothing, there's no answer there, right? However, that's, so that's one thing. Iron will is like faith, whatever. We're just going to go and maybe we're invincible, maybe we're superhuman, maybe, maybe we're going to tell ourselves we never have this problem, right? We're not those kinds of people. You have to tell yourself this stuff, right? On the other hand, if there is a gas station and we drive right by it, our iron will is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I mean, so much of this, guys, is about 
sports and how we tell stories. And it's all tied into particular American slant, right? And our view about exceptionalism and individual exceptionalism, right? The story of this country, I mean, well, we know the real story of how this country was built. But the story that is told to you is about these amazing industrious men, right? Who <laughs> built America. And they, man, the stories that makes us sound like they are the greatest. Holy hell. John D. Rockefeller, Carnegie Mellon, this guy, that guy. It's like, man, these guys are like superheroes. Did this all by themselves? And of course they didn't. But that is the mythology, right? And that is how everyone assumes. And it, it trickles into everything, right? So when it's, hey, you've got to do X, Y, Z, it's the will of your own self-conviction. That's how you triumph in the end. And it's like, to your point, maybe sometimes it might a little, but you probably need some help, to get, right? And some really good circumstances to make that situation correct. And that's what we do with sports, right? That's what the sports take economy lives off of. It is, okay, we need a story, hero, villain, goat. But right and right and, and and not goat in the bad way, goat in the good way, goat in the bad way, right? Whose fault was it, right? So of course today everyone's saying Jason Tatum stinks. We anointed him too soon. This is what happens, and it's like, well, actually that's not true because it isn't right. Like here are all the factors that led to him playing poorly, right? And and it, but that doesn't that's not a good story. Like talking about you know, eighty two games and Adam Silver and sports science. That's that's a Right. People are already checked out. That's, a, that's for whatever reason. I mean, we like it because we're kind of weird. But that's a, that's a bad story for the average person. But that is the story. Right. And it's just yeah, this is sports. so this right. Is right. It's so true. And like and in every part of this history of this, like mythologizing, right, that you without the mythologizing, it all falls apart. Right. Mm -hmm. And and um, on the flip side, I can tell you that there are like some whoever that, you know, Let's pull people hearing this on like who's the toughest mofo in the league, right? Like who's the most mm -hmm. iron willed? Who has the who's the least susceptible to the feeling to feeling delicate or weak, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know who it is, but let's make a list. We'll make a list of fifty. I'll bet you ten at least those people have giant mental health struggles, which are getting treatment right now that they just don't talk about because it doesn't fit our view mm -hmm. of what tough is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and it's super real and it's true of players. Like a lot of players, right? Um, and we just need to accept the reality that we actually live in, which is we're all a big mess. We're all a big mix <laughs> yeah. of strong and weak. And some situations you feel strong and some you feel weak in, and that's how Michael Jordan dealt with it too, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No, Henry, he was this slime killer who was always perfect in every moment and never lost in the finals. And bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I, I want to make sure, guys, we uh, we give props to Henry's top five all-time players. That's uh, true. Henry's the only uh, one who had him in the top five all-time. Did he move up? Yeah, Did he I move anybody's don't. list? Is he, is, he, is he moving on now? Oh, he's, yeah, he's in my top five. And he might, you know, if I really oh, thought he's about He's overwhelmed it, with your generosity, David. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the other guys are really good, too. How many rings is Tim Duncan out? Five. I'm pretty sure Larry Bird's yeah, retired at this age. That, <laughs> yeah. Not that I think. It, oh, he's better yeah. than Larry Bird for not, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. He's, I mean, I, I call him the best offensive player of all time. So, and, you know, already he's getting a lot of props from me. But um, watching him last night in the post game, you know, I got, you, you know, that I like to listen to comedy podcasts, whatever, and the crafts, whatever. And, and uh, I hear people talk about Adam Sandler. 
And when you think of Adam Sandler, you think goofy, funny. You might think he's talented. You might like his movies, some better than others, whatever. But what you never think of, because we're not in the business, is like he's the hardest working guy out there. Because why would you ever think that? He's just funny and sweet. He has the same people in all of his movies. He takes care of his people. But everyone who knows him always talks about, no one realizes, no one ever outworked him. He works and works and works. And he does so with a smile on his face and a pleasant personality, blah, blah, blah. You know what his net worth is, give or take? Who, Sandler? Yeah. 300 something million? He's like over half a bill now. Oh, is he? Okay. Like, I knew, I knew Steph it was high. Curry. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 300 something. I would have I guessed like 150. Steph Curry um, just is, he's like Adam Sandler that way. He's so joyous to be around. His watching Igadala, I told this Henry, Igadala and Draymond Green, they were chanting MVP when he when he before he got the award as enthusiastically as his mom. <laughs> they love that guy. We all know the stories about how he how he mediates between fights, mm-hmm. between teammates, whatever. He's just such a thoughtful, caring. I love that he cried afterwards, which is not he's not the first athlete to cry. Uh, that that he's been on the mountaintop, then he went down to the alley a little bit, and now he's back on the mountaintop and. I think he answers some criticism, and he, like you said, he's petty. We pay attention to stuff. He pays attention to stuff. But I, I, I want it to be a lesson for, I think Anthony Edwards is probably like that. For all, I don't think he's Steph Curry either, but all these, you, new, the new wave. At some point, he's got to hand the mantle over. Luca, whatever. Luca needs to learn this too. Be that kind Jaws of Jaws a little bit like that. Yeah, Jaws, yes, yes. Jaws very much like for that. sure. You can tell. His yeah. teammates, lo- we talked about this during the season, Coach. And I said, yeah. there's a way in which the Grizzlies love Ja that the that yeah. the Hawks don't love Trey Young. I don't know what, Trey, what it right. is, but it's something. Yeah. And Henry, I, I well, love that you brought that up. Go ahead, Coach. Continue. No, I was just to finish the point that, yeah, so these next guys, they don't just look at Curry shooting. You'll right, never right. shoot like him. Maybe no one ever will. But you can be like him. You can carry yourself like him. You hear what he said when he saw his wife? <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole night. He's high-fiving and hugging everyone after the game, people on the court. Took his wife a few minutes to get there. And I didn't even see it at first. I heard it. I just heard, come here, girl. (laughs) Exactly what I would say if my wife was gone for a couple weeks and just could not wait to kiss her and hug her. I just, I don't know how their relationship is. But it was his way of saying to her, you're part of this too. Mm -hmm. Because you have to deal with all my shit at home and be the mom of our children, whatever. Uh, I just think, I want Ja and Luca and the next guys, Mm -hmm. Zion, to watch this young man and and be like him separate from the shooting part because that you can't do. It's funny, Henry, you know, you and I had a conversation. I don't know. We have lots of conversations, but like maybe a month and a half ago, two months, and we talked about Curry and this idea of what makes him so different. And, you know, and it was, I was getting the thing was like, I hate the, the story about, well, it's because he grew up in a two-parent household. And like, you know, I hate that kind of like generalization. But- Henry, you just from a strictly like, all right, take that emotion part out of it. Strictly the value systems, the adults around him, whatever. Can you talk a little bit about the things that have happened to him that you know of that now made him who he is today and why teammates love him so much and why it's such a joy to be around him? John, I'm so excited about how you set this up, but I really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we were literally, we're, we talked about like incentives that 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 players had because we're doing it in, in comparison to like KD and it's like, you know, Katie probably didn't trust all the adults in his life. You know, this is the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really do think, like, um, 
I mean, this is deep, deep stuff. I've had these conversations my whole career with like everybody about basketball, but like, you know, we tend so game four, Steph Curry was not really, he was Luke Skywalker against the Death Star. He was a solo actor by and large, right? Mm-hmm. This is the un, right. this is the version of stuff that is easiest for us to appreciate where he's just the greatest sniper, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. It's not how you win championships, right? That he can only do that once a finals or whatever. Um, the real genius, I think, is how much, you know, Jordan Poole started getting easy buckets and Gary Payton got putbacks. And, you know, again, they like every, you know, come on, Looney has the best plus minus and all. Like, like the whole system. So, like, it's hard to root for the machine, but the machine now is how you win. It's not how you won Michael Jordan's day, but it's how you win now. So, he's not a role model. Like, I think we're very hungry for role models of you can't trust anyone. You have to do it all yourself. This is how you raise yourself out of difficult circumstances, right? This is the model that we are ready to understand. But it's like, what about like COVID was a challenge. It's like, can we band together and defeat an opponent? That <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> I mean, we did a mixed bag, you know, we didn't do the bag. worst, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, we did develop a vaccine. We did like, there's a bunch of like teamwork stuff happened. Right. Um, but, uh, like we're, I think a little more confused about how to build the machine that makes lots of people. Okay. Right. And that's where it's, uh, it appears to me anecdotally, I'm not a social scientist, but like the two parent family, the people who hug you a lot, like just make it easier to trust that like your doctor is reliable, your coach is reliable, your teammates are reliable. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that's a, that's privilege for sure. It's also useful in a team game, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, you know, you see the Nets under stress and KD is just like, it's me, it's me, it's going to have to be me. No one else mm-hmm. is going to save us. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think Steph feels that way. And right. there are lots right. of people who can save us because he's been inspiring them to save us. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, fair or not, how we got here, all that stuff. Uh, great conversation to have. Um, but the fact is, like, he does have that. And it is useful. And it is part of the reason that we have this strange third best player of all time who a lot of the world has a hard time <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it is true, right? Because it, to your point, that's what I talked about with the narratives before. He's not fitting the narrative. Our narrative brain tells a superhero does it by himself. And it's like, mm, kind of not really. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I kind of have this band of merry men that come along with me. And then we all do it together. And it's like, what? Like if Jason Tatum could get Grant Williams to hit seven threes anytime in the finals. That's a win. You know, like, how do you do that? Well, you got to go back a year or another year and you got to start talking about this and that and where to be and all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Sorry, David, you were saying. No, no, no. Just to finish, just to continue the thought. So Henry's got him top five all time. Gerard and I have him very, very high. I'm not trying to be funny here, but to take a real look at what he's done, uh, the the championships with Durant notwithstanding. And and I'll remind you, and you, you made me, you made me think of this, Henry, when you did your little Durant, Throw me the ball thing. <laughs> I've told the story once before, late in a game that was over. The game was over. Durant was about to be subbed out, basically. But there were one more possession. Last game against one of the Cavaliers uh, teams that LeBron played for. So, the, you know, this Warriors up 10 with two to play. Game's pretty much over. Curry's got the ball. Durant's posting up basically 21 feet from the basket. Call for the ball. He's in no better position to score than Curry. And Curry just, whoop, threw him, threw him the ball. Didn't think twice. Durant scored, didn't, he, Durant did not score. It didn't matter. The game was over. But Durant had to have the ball. Curry didn't care. I remember right then thinking, that's why he'll never have a better teammate. He doesn't care. He wants us to win. But think about that first championship. Draymond was a, a young player that had no value. He was very, very good. Plus, minus-wise, amazing. 
Bogut was their starting center. Harrison Barnes, right? Livingston off the bench, we know. And now this one. And forget about the, the, the ones he went to, including the very next year when they had the best record ever. I mean, what the, his accomplishments mm-hmm. are, are just incredibly, incredibly uh, impressive when you think about what he's done. And, and the, what, how about the breadth of time between his first? Mm-hmm. So the, he won the first one in 15? 15. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 15? Yep. 14, 15 season? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was the Wiggins draft yep. in 14. Yep. And so now he's got in the 21-22 mm-hmm. season. I know that's happened before, but it hasn't happened a lot. No, it doesn't happen Well, you've been the best player on your team for that long mm-hmm. and won a title. Duncan probably has something like that. Probably, yeah. But look at but it. there's not many. Magic. Bird, Magic, maybe, Magic had the Kareem alter, right? And then it's like, then. Right, know. right. Of course. LeBron, yeah, you're LeBron's right. not totally loving right. this conversation, you guys. <laughs> well, let me, let me say this about LeBron. Like, of course, it, nothing takes away from, like, what LeBron's done, whatever. I saw Stat Muse did a thing. You know, they're always funny with like their, the stats they put up. Yeah, and great, and yeah. they were like, I know this conversation is going to start, but let's just put this to bed right now. In terms of accolades, the difference between Curry and LeBron is still two MVPs, two finals MVPs, 10 All-Stars, 10 All-NBAs, and six uh, All-Defensive teams, right? Like th- those, that's still the gap in, in between. That's that, that's a Hall of Fame player. Who if, if someone had, if someone had that resume alone, that's a Hall of Famer. I don't know who it is, but it's it's somebody. Right, and that's just the difference. Right. That's the difference, right? So in just <laughs> accolades. It. So it's like so you know, no one. It's it is what it is. When you the, the problem is when you get to this level of comparing the greatest people of all time. This is what you have to do. You got to start getting into minuscule. Like, look, these are among the five, ten. Let's let's we, you know what we're gonna stop doing is taking these old guys. And when I say old, I mean guys from like. Anybody who played the bulk of their career, like in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, it's like, ah, we got to take you out of here, man, because this is it's not a fair fight, right? Like, it's just not. These guys are just better. They just are. But there's a, there is a little, like, so I think the question, one question is, like, did the Warriors just win this championship because of Steph Curry's greatness? It's a... We could talk for seven hours. I about mean, the they that. did, if, but if not the, the greatness answer, the way people think. <laughs> right. If the answer is yes, then where the fuck is LeBron this year? Right. <laughs> so then you start thinking, playing out. It's like, no, no, they won because they could afford, like, you know, Wiggins and, you know, they are very, then, you know, people close to LeBron start saying it was a checkbook win. Right. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> Who might you be talking there. about, Henry? Cool. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what happens there. Right. And I kind of get it. Like, that's the way you have to think. But I would say that there, that's missing another part of the story, though, which is, you know, Steph was willing to spend years with learning the game Juan Toscano Anderson and See, Jordan Poole and all, you know, and Andrew Wiggins before his renaissance, right? And like all, you know, all this time with like, I trust, I trust the people who run this place. I trust like, we're going to make this work. We're going to make you good. Like Cal Kuzma would still be a Laker if LeBron had that quality, right? Like Jason <laughs> Cal Hart Kuzma, still, Lonzo, you know, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram. Laker, <laughs> they thought that way, right? right. Let's, and just to add to that, we all know about Steph's gravity, okay? And you can have gravity off the ball like he does, which really impacts how open your teammates are. And you can have gravity with the ball, and now you're attracting help to you. But every other player that we talk about in this genre uh, are guys that normally utilize that gravity for their team when they have the ball. Mm-hmm. And they're attracting it and throwing it. Curry has prospered in the Cuisinart using gravity when he doesn't have the ball. And he allowed that to happen. 
because you don't see him clapping and asking mm-hmm. for it. He's playing the game the way he's supposed to play it, and everyone benefits from that. And he doesn't have to have the ball in his and hand. And that that what you talked about, Henry and Coach, that Henry, you called it privilege. That level of trust that he has, I mean. That in many ways is his superpower, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's the shooting, but no, it's the because if he was a different mindset type of person, and not yeah. not, I don't mean it because it, it, the other all the other players are bad. Like LeBron's not a bad person, but if he had a LeBron mindset, this probably doesn't go off the way it does, right? Because LeBron is like, no, what are you dudes doing? Constantly putting pressure. I don't like young guys. Are never on time. You're constantly pushing, pushing. He trusts Bob. He trusts Joe. He trusts Steve. Like, and you know, to bring it all full circle, when we started talking about Andrew Wiggins and his his willingness to take the vaccine. Now, again, I don't know what happened behind the scenes that Draymond and Iggy held him down or whatever. But, right, but right, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's possible. I don't know. But the reality of it is, they got it done. Yeah. And three thousand miles away from there, and you know, less than that for me in Brooklyn, there star mercurial player decided yeah i'm not doing that yeah and that choice essentially imploded an entire season right that imploded an entire season for a team and i don't know that without steph curry on the, on that team if that happens as much as you know, i'm joking wiggins and Draymond, i have a feeling that stephen curry was probably someone who went to andrew's house maybe we don't know about it. Sat down yep. with them and connected with them on a level. And the reason why I think that is because when Durant left and it was already a foregone conclusion, he already signed, whatever. Curry found out about he was flying back from wherever. Private jet. Altered his course. Well, I'm stopping in New York anyway because I got to say KD and just thank him for I mean, you, you could have just yeah. texted him. You, you, you come back from wherever the hell, Asia. I'm going home. I'm tired. Yeah. Asia. Right? Like, yeah. he stopped in yeah. New York. No, nah, man, I'm going to come see you. Let's talk. Like. You know, it's you know I don't like this lovey dovey shit, but I mean this is this stuff matters. Think about Henry. Henry, you and I have talked about this going way back. You'll know exactly when LeBron makes that pass to Danielle Marshall. Mm-hmm. That's how long you and I have known each other. I remember he makes that. that pass, and everyone's killing. Of course, you remember Gerard. You follow basketball <laughs> closely, right? Everyone killed him Everybody, for that. Idiots. And we talked about the willing and this was a new thing. Of course, Jordan made the pass too to Steve Kerr. But because Don or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe so. But Cur- but Curry's the next wave. Curry didn't even have the ball to begin with much of the time. So it's you got the ball, and then I'm going to do my thing, and then you can choose to trust me or not, or, or trust yourself. I'm good with either. It's part of the offense. It's another it's another stage in that development that that I think even builds that bond even more with those guys. Yeah, you had some too. Well, John, I mean, I love that you're like this is Steph Curry's superpower, right? But I think he also, I, I don't, he would be dumb to trust a lot of people in the NBA, right? <laughs> when, right? Like it's yes. it's not just that he's blanket trusting; he's like he had Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. who earned it, mm-hmm. right? They earned it for each other, right? They mm-hmm. they both earned like this. Like Steve Kerr is an exceptional coach and decent man, mm-hmm. right? And so I think I don't know exactly how it went with Andrew Wiggins and the vaccine or whatever, but to me, I'm like. But I know that there's a like a giant bright light connecting the hearts and minds of a lot of people on this team, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is, you know separating friend from foe is difficult, 
but I think that there's an opportunity to have more friends if you're willing to trust when earned, right? And so yeah. this is the game that Steph's been winning at, right? And if he ended up with you know some meathead coach, which there are plenty of in the NBA, it would have been terrible. And similarly, I, I, for some reason, Ricky Rubio comes to mind, but like Ricky Rubio never has Steve Kerr. Like, who knows what he might have become, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, he obviously was a very good player. But, like, I feel like there's a bunch of, like, kind of... Curry wasn't obviously a star. Uh, right. Even even a couple of years after drafting draft. Well, right? think but, about it, right? I mean, it didn't work with Mark Jackson. I mean, it got to a certain Mark point, Jackson. but what if that's... I don't know. Coach... <laughs> I gotta let you guys in on a slight little thing. So, like, in our, in our true group chats, Coach will often just say, Mark Jackson. I don't have to look... All I see is Mark Jackson go across my head and I go, oh, God, he must have said something dumb. I mean, because I, I usually have the sound off, so I'm like, I don't care. But, like, he must have said something real dumb. What, did you say anything in particular last night that got you fired up, Coach? I, I, I don't, I don't want to hijack this beautiful <laughs> podcast talking about a, a very below-average announcer. Uh you you were talking. Keep going, Joe. <laughs> he doesn't Moving even. Want, he doesn't even want to go there. No, it 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 is it is a testament of the ability for trust to be earned on both sides, right? And that, that's the thing. Yeah. And the, you know, the NBA is a copycat league. So what did what do teams do to cut? But they always copy the wrong thing. Ooh, let's just start. Okay, you don't want exactly. a bunch of 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like these six fucking seven. <laughs> right? It's like, okay. It's like, uh, I get it. Yeah, sure. Truck of 53s again. It might work. You know, variance. You might hit 25. You win. Yeah. Okay. But that's, you're missing the secret. That's not the secret. And the secret sauce is on full display. It's not hidden. It's right there in plain sight. But it's often the most obvious thing that we miss. Yeah. Like, that, that's, yeah. that's the piece. It's the most obvious thing right there. Is that yes, he has influence, he has control, and he uses it, but not in that way, right? In a different way. And again, he allows Toscano Anderson, and let's be real about something. The Warriors ain't gonna hit on all these dudes. Everybody that's on the bench over there is not gonna be some superstar. That's just not how this is gonna work. But they're giving them a chance and giving them the opportunity. Felix yeah. got 20 odd minutes, 29 minutes in the finals, and like what? they weren't great, but like might have been great, and he got a shot. <laughs> And if it had worked, then he would be better than Grant Williams. Oh, Grant Williams. <laughs> that, that, that's a guy, Coach, that, you know, they got to figure out a way because he's too good. He's way too good. They got to figure something yeah, out for him. They, it's just they had a very primitive offense. And when Milwaukee left him wide open, he was great when he needed to do and, and Golden State guarded him, and, and that was that. Yeah, the Warriors, this is a championship that wasn't won because of one superstar, as great as Curry was. And I'm glad when Steve Kerr got right when they brought him on the stage last night, right away brought in Bob Myers. Like, you know, they they recognize this is a team thing. And Draymond is more bold about it, but he's like, This is what we do. We win. <laughs> this is what we do. We win. Oh man. And it's because they get all those little yeah, things. Yeah. They get it. Yeah. They understand it fully. They're not afraid of the moment. And maybe Boston will come back and I've learned maybe. from this, but we we know it's hard. I mean, Giannis ain't going anywhere, guys. How many teams that we thought, right? Oh, don't worry, they'll get back here again, and it's like, oh, oh man. Phoenix might worried. never yeah. come close again. <laughs> Phoenix might oh. never get down rate, and that's Phoenix, that. Coach Phoenix may never go back to the finals again. Right? That may not happen. It's right. a one out of third or two out of three proposition to make it to the finals, right? Like, it's just yes. not likely. It's not likely for anyone. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it you know, so it, as we wrap, guys, let's do our way too early. <laughs> predictions for next uh, season uh I, I and with these two teams and i want to look at the warriors from the standpoint of they got some financial choices coming up 
Um, Draymond's got another year Looney's a free agent. and 25 years, 25 million left, 25 years, one year and 25 million left. I believe Clay's got two left on his Couple, deal. Yeah. Looney's the free agent. Looney's the one. And then Wiggins has got yeah. two. Either, I mean, they're in luxury tax regardless, which I'm sure Lake will be fine yeah. to pay this year. Big. Um, does he yeah. want to keep paying it? Keeping in mind the chase center was empty for most of 2020 for 2021. Yeah. Um, all right, what do you see happening with the with the Warriors coach on the free agent side? Do they extend Wiggins now? Do they what, what, what's what's going on there? Yeah, I really, I've just, I've not thought about it much. I'm I'm friendly with Looney's agent, so we've talked some about it and what his value is going to be. Uh, I think he's a really key piece for them. Draymond broke my heart with the way he cursed out Kerr in Game Five, but he earned part of my heart back <laughs> yesterday because he's just so wonderful. He just did everything right. Um, Wait, can we just recap that I, moment? That was an interesting moment. Draymond is just livid that he fouled out. He's demanding that Kerr uses replay. And Kerr's just like, all right, no. uses the replay. And Draymond was completely not confirmed and fouled out. As usual. As usual. But, he, but the way Draymond, he cussed he him out. Like, he embarrassed he him. That really, as a coach, that really bothered me. But I'll tell you this. I saw the owners. The answer to your question, Gerard, is, the owners seem to really be excited about being on that stage winning in the garden, as they said, the Boston guys, because um, they're both from Boston originally, I guess. So for a, bil- for a billionaire, they'll pay the extra money to be able to enjoy that spotlight again. And there's every reason to think with how young as they are, yeah. they've got a bunch of guys in the pipeline yeah. still that we're just going to get better. I think that uh, Golden State will be very good again. I-, I still think Milwaukee is the best team in the league next year and might have won this year if Middleton was healthy. But they've got some options to get younger and add more guys. And Giannis is such a force of nature in the postseason. So I, I would I would think uh, Golden State, Milwaukee, I, you know, Phoenix, who knows what they're going to look like. Dallas, getting Christian Wood is interesting. Um, we got to give them the draft. Draft. That'll be next yeah. week. And then we'll start talking about free agency. And I'll, I'll dive in. And what do you think, Henry? Pretty sure the Blazers are going to win it all. Anthony <laughs> <laughs> Simons, baby. <laughs> I'll take that out. I like Simons. He's really good. He's good. He's great at one end. Um, I uh, <laughs> right. honestly with the Celtics, right? I mean, the Celtics yeah. are are still young, and they are. you know, I think they yeah. just got a master class in <laughs> master you know, class how to tweak things a little bit, and they're not stupid. No one there's stupid, right? Like right. this is. I, I don't know exactly how it's going to be different. I imagine it will be different next year, even if it's just different in strategy. But like, they also have an ability to unearth like Robert Williams, right? Like they mm-hmm. they they have an ability to turn you know, marginal salary cap space and picks into real contributors. So, um, and you know, Tyus Jones. Yeah. Hey, hey, Find hey, stay away Tyus from the Jones. Memphis. <laughs> hey, hey, no, 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 no. Memphis is not open to giving anybody good to any contender. A, no, thank he's you. He's a free agent. He's a free <laughs> yeah, agent. He's coming back. Yeah, no, no, no. I already, I already talked to, already talked to my guy down there. No, 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 no. Four years in a row. <laughs> number one assisted turnover ratio. Tell me there isn't a team more in oh, need of God. that. If, if they had Tyus Jones, Jesus, they'd be in probably. Just don't turn it over. Yeah. yeah. Just don't turn it over. We're fine. I think they can figure out something like that, right? <laughs> that's the, that's not that's yeah. not the question. So, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. who's. I mean, the Warriors are impossible to ignore. and Right, of course. You know, of course. And you mentioned that they're, you know, there's a bunch of teams. Luke but, is coming. But Boston, yeah. I mean, this is going to be. Yeah, like the problems they have are fixable, right? Like Time yes. Lord's knee will get better, and, Ho- and Horford looked rest. <laughs> like, Horford looked the second precious behind Wiggins. I, <laughs> I could not believe yeah. how good oh, Horford he looked. He looked great. He looked great in, in that game. Right. He, he and Jalen were the. Uh, we didn't talk about Jalen. Jalen was so good. Yeah. Like 
Jalen was great. He just can't dribble. Great. And th- that's his skill to work on this. My, my guy. Take a month that's off. Right. That tight the handle's got to get tighter, my guy. Got to get tighter. But he was great like guy. good to go, though. He wasn't like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He looked Everything great. we said about Jason yeah. Tatum was not true of Jalen Brandon. No. Like, he's, he's super athletic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super he, he's he's overwhelming. Hey, look, when you got two apex predators on the wing, yeah, it's, yeah. that's usually a recipe yeah. for success. So they're okay. For me, you look, obviously, it's hard to ignore Golden State. I just, you know, Lacob isn't a billionaire. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's up there, but he's not quite in the billionaire status. So the money's always got me like, hmm, you're comfortable playing luck tracks once you're winning, and you just did win. So I don't think anything's going to happen now. But does he abort from Draymond early? Does he abort from Clay early? Because the secret of that finals was Clay wasn't very good. <laughs> like, he wasn't good at all. Do you get off that money early and you say, you know what? Kaminga Moody, you're ready now with Curry and Poole. That's something to keep. keep I mean, Dre. I think they moved Dre before. Oh, for sure. Well, either Steph's got to sign off on both. You know, in that's what I just think he's a pain in the ass, and they've won a title, so you trade when they're at their highest, you know, brand, and uh, at least relatively speaking, I I could see that, but I could also see him saying, "Let's run it back." Curry gets it. Curry gets him saying for sure. For sure. Like that's like I need my guy. I mean, I don't know if this works against all opponents, but like Looney and Wiggins kind of form a Dre like force that's on what defense. I'm saying right. you may like, not need him there yeah. yeah and you know Jordan Poole can kind of do what Clay does offensively so you have and to Weissman, get younger at Weissman's in the wing yeah we should see Weissman this summer and summer yeah league. yeah and uh they you know we to Henry's point all along you got all year to develop him if he stays healthy and they have he, um they have a pick I mean it's just it's just their pick this year right not one of the early ones they got the 28 pick or so oh, okay. in the draft okay. they got, and they got Moody and Kaminga yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean look they're, they're gonna Moody be good players. and then of course you got the young teams right Memphis of course you know I love shout out to the Grizzlies got my little Grizzly shirt on over here um New Orleans with Zion coming back and yeah. what they did and it, yep. it'll be the a tough blazers and... the, the, the blazers of course of course <laughs> <laughs> well henry it is is jody gonna move the team before Every, the calendar I mean, turns 2023 i i probably not i don't know i mean like i the the schedule there's like this story of the yeah. five-year schedule and i don't think mm-hmm. they're not you know they have another year for that but um it was weird that there was news of a phil knight offer that doesn't happen when the team isn't for sale i wouldn't think right, there's like, right. some kind of meeting happened i would guess right? <laughs> um I, I don't know i don't really mean to make it about the trailblazers it's no what? we that, love it no but, um, but yeah no they're mostly i'm just sort of sad and the way i'm grieving is by joking about them <laughs> mostly, <laughs> I'm, mostly i'm sad but you'll be very happy if phil knight takes over i think i think you'll be happy guy yeah, it's weird for me to refer any billionaire, and he's also creepy, but he would be, he's an Oregon guy, and he's got he deep is. pockets, and he's big on winning, so those are deep good. pockets. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're not talking about Portland anymore. <laughs> coaches, come on. coaches over Portland. Couldn't agree more. Mark Jackson in Portland got way too much time on this podcast. So <laughs> too. So and true. please don't please don't put Mark Jackson in Portland. Henry Henry might have to find a new team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that might be. Look at his face. No, no, please. <laughs> Let's go. I love that idea. Hell yeah. Can we change uh, the topic, please? <laughs> <laughs> we got we got we got the NBA draft coming up next week. Coach, I know you're gonna start pouring into tape, looking at guys, rooting for our guy, Ben Mazarin, of course. Um, who should go in the top five, I think. Six. I'm gonna study him this weekend. Jay Nivey. 
uh, I don't think I'm quite ready to go indoors to large gatherings, you know, (laughs) with people who I don't really know. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm getting my fourth shot this week. Yeah, I I think in a couple of weeks, once I get through this, I'm going to probably go and and do that. Uh, All right, folks, draft coming up next week. Thorpe's going to be looking at some cool stuff, Um, checking out who's who, what's what. And we will see you guys on Monday where we'll talk about Lord knows what. Have a great weekend. Thank you.